I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm sorry, Basil. I thought she was a man. Damn it, man. You're talking about my mother. Well, you have to admit, she is rather mannish. Austin. Well, no offense, but if that is a woman, it does look like she was beaten with an ugly stick. Hello there, this is the Belugatoons podcast, Addy here, thank you so much for deciding to listen to this week's episode, um, you had a choice, uh, so you've made your bed, now lie in it. <laughs> uh, what am I going to be talking about this week? Well, um, Autumn Sonata, that's the uh, the film that I've got for Podflix for that, for that segment, that's where I always start, just to break the ice. <laughs> And I, I still, I'm still not calling these reviews, really, because it's literally just some thoughts. Like, I, I don't really see myself as being a reviewer, but, you know, I like to watch films, I like to discover films. Normally it's a film that I've never seen before, I never really know until I get around to it what film it is I'm going to see. Uh, so, yeah, so it, it, this this one's another first, Awesome Sonata, 19... what, um... Somewhere in the 70s, I've completely forgotten what year it was. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> also, there is a six-minute shout-out, as there is every week, and as usual, I'm not going to reveal anything else. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what, what the subject matter of that one is. Um, but I can also, I can tell you about um, the, the the stuff that I talk about on the subject of fan art, um, and the fact that I'm still not doing quite so much of that these days, but I would like to. Uh, also, I'm having some time off right now. As I record this, I'm having the first of the seven days off that I've I've booked. Booked, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a bit more fun than it usually is for me <laughs> this week. <laughs> this is basically the time off that I would have taken in August, because you know we're, we're nearing the end of summer. Like officially, it ends on like the twenty first, twenty second, something like that. I think. 22nd, is that the first day of autumn? It says something on my calendar. I'm not close enough to see it. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, all of that and more uh, coming your way. And Autumn Sonata, here we go. This is where I'm going to, where I'm going to start. Yeah, um, so coming up is just my thoughts on this film. Uh, you'll also get to hear me reveal what the next film is going to be. So yeah, uh, that's uh, coming up next. Paul, see that little village? The lights are on already in the houses. People are going about doing their evening duties. Somebody's preparing dinner. The children are doing their homework. I shouldn't be so done for it. I let that out, did him. 
Men när jag kommer hem förstår jag ju att det måste vara något annat jag längtar efter. A married daughter who longs for her mother's love gets visited by the latter, a successful concert pianist. Yeah, so this was an Ingmar Bergman film with Ingrid Bergman, Liv Ullman and Lena Nyman or Neiman. I, I never pronounce these names right. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah. Um, and one thing I just thought I'd, the way I'd start, start out this little uh, segment of mine <laughs> this week um, is to talk about um, Ingmar Bergman because, you know, I, I don't think I've seen that many uh, of his films or if, if I have, I, I, I won't be able to tell you if I, <laughs> because I think up until now, the only film I saw with Ingrid Bergman was uh, Hitchcock's Spellbound. Um, and I, I'm just I'm I'm going to kind of do some research while I record this, um, because this time I just yeah I, I don't usually do this. Let's see the 1945 Hitchcock film Spellbound. Um, yeah. So uh, Autumn Sonata was. Over thirty years later, um, and it's funny because I suppose I did used to kind of get uh, Ingmar Bergman and Ingrid Bergman mixed up for the obvious reason of they have a similar sounding name, <laughs> uh, and yeah, um, it's funny because not only has Ingrid Bergman starred. In I think a number of Ingmar Bergman films, uh, it turns out I I didn't know this, but Ingmar Bergman was married to a um, <laughs> married to Ingrid von Rosen. This is a different Ingrid, um, apparently sometimes cited as Ingrid Bergman. Um, but but this is a different different person. It's it's not the same one. <laughs> not the same as the actress. Um, yeah, uh, and possibly this is a common name in Sweden. I I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know anything about names. But yeah, it's. Uh, it, I I think the reason that I find myself talking about this and as if it's like the most interesting thing ever. Because it's it's like one of those kind of small world type situations where you know everything just seems to just come together like that, and yeah, it, it's funny to me that you know it, it just it just seems too convenient. <laughs> hmm. Could it be a conspiracy of some kind? No, obviously not. Why did I bring that up? Well, basically, it shows you how much I know about. Uh, Bergman's films <laughs> that's Ingmar <laughs> yeah uh, so this was an interesting film 
uh, I I suppose I I found it a little bit hard to follow, and yeah, um, the funny thing about that is I've often remarked on how every time I have to watch a foreign film, I can never find a version of it that has subtitles. I'm, I'm trying to find. I, I'm. I, I, yeah. Um, in this case, it it did have subtitles, uh, and believe it or not, I didn't quite stay focused with what they were talking about. I I suppose it's because this film is very dialogue heavy, and. I think I you know I liked the characters. I thought that um Liv Ullman did a brilliant job. You know, I I I was mesmerized by her acting in this. Um so yeah there were, there were definitely things that I did did enjoy. It it was a nice film to put on on a Saturday afternoon, I must say. Uh, I just don't know, because, yeah, it, it, it's hard for me to say, you know, I, I can't, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, um, I think I, I would describe this as a film about love, about affection, about attention, about self-esteem, um, and... I feel like it could have done it a little bit better. I just don't know. I don't know how I... <laughs> it's another film that's just really hard for me to criticise. So, yeah, the thing is... I'm, I'm going to have to be brutally honest this time and say... Would I watch it again? No. Not because, you know, I, I do think it's good. I, I kind of... I, I get this a lot. I see it as a good film. It's just really not my cup of tea. Uh, but, you know, maybe I just needed to pay closer attention. <laughs> yeah, uh, I spent most of the, this section talking about Ingmar Bergman and his married life. <laughs> yeah, um, the time has come for me to say, tell me, internet, what film, and I'm probably going to have to give myself a bit of time for this, but... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to say that. What film will I be talking about in next week's episode of the Beluga Tunes podcast? The Comfort of Strangers, 1990. But you said he was all right. Yes, he's lost his left hand, so he's going to be all right. It's time for the six-minute shout-out, so... Let's get that internet wheel a spinning. There it goes. What will it land on? There are so many websites on that wheel, it's amazing. Ooh, there's some YouTube channels, Facebook pages, Pinterest stuff. Mostly internet-based things, that's why we call it the internet wheel. Alright, so it's, uh, it's slowing. It has landed on the new Sparks album. Now, um... See, because I I first said about this several weeks ago, um, and uh, yeah, I I don't think there's been 
much information revealed. Oh, uh, Sparks T's 2017 album and tour with video. Was that the video that I, I saw? Yes, yeah, yeah, new album news. Yeah, coming 2017, yeah. So we still got a bit of a wait, but yeah, it's been announced. You know, I've had this bookmark for a while because I thought this would make a good six-minute shout-out. So yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of Sparks. I think next to the Beatles, they're one of my favourite bands. I'd say, say Beatles are still at the top. I, I can't bring myself to um, put anyone in front of them. But yeah, I... I'm a huge Sparks fan, um, and yeah, I actually remember talking about Sparks the moment that I discovered them on on, the, on this very podcast. Uh, it would have been about three years ago. Well, yeah, over three years ago now. How time flies. <laughs> Maybe I should re-listen to that. Just. To bring back those memories of how young and naive I was back then. Not much has changed, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I, um, I can still remember it was it was the Saturday Night Live performance they did uh, one of the songs from Angst in My Pants. They did Mickey Mouse, and there was just something about the style. How it was eccentric, is it, it, it sort of reminiscent of bands like the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, uh, Jethro Tull, Frank Zappa. It seemed to be in that kind of vein. Um, so yeah, I, um, I I thought these guys are very original, and. Um, and I I went on to find out that they they, they do they do to divide people into two groups. So like people who like them and people who have never heard of them. I find this with a lot of bands. Like I feel like Devo are a bit are a bit like that because I either know people who aren't that familiar with them, don't really know who they are, and people who think they're really good. <laughs> Is that I've I've never met anyone who. Not only knows who they are, but isn't quite a fan of them. It's like, yeah, um, I think that's the interesting thing about. I was going to say niche groups, but Sparks, they they are a pretty famous band. I just think a lot of people have heard of them, but they're probably like, if you haven't listened to any more than like, um, never turn your back on Mother Earth. This town ain't big enough for both of us. Basically, the the albums that those songs appear on, they are outstanding. You, you, they they really hold up. Because um, yeah, I I just I I I didn't really know anything about them apart from this town ain't big enough for the both of us originally, and uh, just when I, I decided to invest in a couple of Sparks albums, I just yeah I just found that. Because I, for some reason, I hadn't found that many bands that was with with this con- consistent with their music. It's like the they weren't slow burners. I could very quickly get into them. Uh, 
it, it just made me realize that music isn't complicated or at least consuming it isn't <laughs> yeah uh and i really liked how weird they were and um let's see last uh last christmas uh they, they released the song christmas without a prayer which is quite a, a bittersweet christmas song uh, i listened to that a few times and yeah uh that was a sign that they're still on form. I I also really loved the the album that they did with Franz Ferdinand under the supergroup FFS. <laughs> Quite a clever title. Yeah, I remember talking about that. That, that I still put that on from time to time, and and once again a collection of just great songs. Pretty much it. You know, it's as simple as that. Uh, I think every song on there is in some way unique and brilliant and they're just like little moments little wonderful moments so that's why I'm, I'm recommending this I I just I can't help but feel optimistic I hope that I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not getting my hopes up too much because it's coming out next year uh, it, no, no title has been revealed yet um, no idea what it's going to be like hopefully it's going to be good so yeah, um, I <laughs> I'm just getting my hopes up basically of making it this this. It's always a risk when I I do a six minute shout out on something that's yet to come, but we'll see. They haven't said much about the meaning of life so far, have they? Hi, we're here on the street asking people about the fump. Excuse me, sir. Do you know what the fump is? The what? The fump. F U M P. Oh, I don't know, uh, but it doesn't sound appetizing. I don't want any. Isn't that the sound a groundhog makes when you run over it with your car? Uh, no. Can you tell me what the fump is? Is it the enemy in the next Spider-Man movie? I don't think so. A clean-burning car that runs on pancakes? What? Isn't that the stuff the nutty professor invented? No, that's flubber. The fump. What is the fump? Ooh, it's a dog. I think it's half Great Dane, half Chihuahua. Is that even possible? Sounds like something you get from a cheap hooker. Oh, come on, no. Doesn't anyone around here know what the fump is? I do, but I'm a paid announcer with a script in front of me that explains it. Fine, fine. Go do your thing. The Fump is the Funny Music Project. It's a website where comedy musicians post funny songs and parodies. New songs are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday. The songs are available for free download from thefump.com or automatically via our podcast feed. The Fump features some of the biggest names in comedy music from the Dr. Demento Show, including the great Luke Ski, Robert London Spav, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Rob Balder, Possible Oscar, Tom Smith, Raymond and Scum, Power Salad, Bob Ricci, Carla Ulbricht, Steve Goody, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. High-quality downloads and compilation CDs are also available. Find us at www.thefump.com or look us up on iTunes. And for behind-the-scenes discussions on the songs posted to The Fump, listen to the Funny Music Podcast. Thank you. See, people, was that so hard? So it is something you get from a cheap hooker. Look, the one I was with last Friday sold me a copy of the Volume 10 compilation CD. Ugh, I quit. I'm going home. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thump. It's not something you get from a cheap hooker. Usually. I did, in fact, remember to update my passwords this week. So I think I'll just uh, end it at that because I really don't think that this is good podcast material. But yeah, I just just trying to make sure I don't, I don't forget about that. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm trying not to forget about is because you know, this was on my mind earlier. Um, I'm on DeviantArt, and uh, the work I've, I've put on there that seems to have had the most attention, uh, for obvious reasons, has been the My Little Pony comics that I came up with because, you know, a lot of fans of cartoons will sometimes uh, create comics and put them up on DeviantArt and it's just like their own little jokes and things and, you know, commentary on the series. And, yeah, uh, those those did quite well because, you know, um, as they were My Little Pony related, Equestria Daily spotted some of them on DeviantArt and uh, featured them on their website and I was really chuffed with that uh, and it meant that a lot more people started noticing my work uh, I even I've, I've noticed a few people have done comic dubs of the comics I drew um, because yeah it, because it's that that kind of fandom you know um, so, yeah, sometimes uh, web comics be- become YouTube videos, and yeah, that's that's quite cool. Um, uh, and I, you know, I, I remember in particular, um, I think it was sometime last year, one of the people from Equestria Daily started following me on DeviantArt, and when I sent them a message just to say thanks for following me, they replied saying, uh, "No problem." Uh, I'm surprised we haven't started. You haven't been following you sooner than this. Yeah, uh, so that was quite the compliment, and it, and it, it made me think I should probably do some more My Little Pony comics at some point. I kind of dried up. Like, I remember last year when when season five started, uh, I, <laughs> I I started watching the episodes, and I, I tried to come up with something like a piece of artwork or a comic. To put up on DeviantArt um, in response to each episode, so it, it would be relevant to each of the new episodes. But I dried up quite fast because it, it's it's hard when when you kind of put yourself in that kind of position. I, I've I've gone on about this before. It's it's um it's something that I'm always keeping in mind that my best works 
it doesn't necessarily come when I want it to. Like when when I um, sit down and, and try and come up with something brilliant, <laughs> that isn't necessarily going to happen. It's not necessarily going to. You know, inspiration doesn't work that way. Um, so there's that. But you know, it, it's been well over a year now since I last posted something pony related, and I seem to have a knack for it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's just like, you know, it, it, it sounds like, you know, I, I, I suppose it, it is really just to get more views and it's like, yeah, um, no one wants to feel like they, they're just, I don't know, doing it for that reason. Um, I'd quite like to do it, though. Uh, you know, because it, it, it's something that I enjoy, you know, I get a lot of fun out of making these things, and at the same time, I know there are a lot of other people out there who enjoy it as much as I, you know, they, they like to they like to see it. Uh, yeah. I still get um, favourites on those pony-related pony uh, Deviantart entries, and yeah, um, that, that has been... Of all the stuff I posted online, that seems to have been what's got the most attention, simply because it's you know, a recognised thing. Um, I I don't own it, so I, I can't really profit from it legally. <laughs> but it's fun. I I just feel like it, it's it's lots of a win-win situation because you know, the the right kind of people end up seeing it. Um, so yeah. It kind of makes sense to do fan art. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm sort of doing weekly fan art with Cow's Play. Um, I've noticed that quite a few of the recent Cow's Plays I've done have been video game related. Uh, I think because yeah, I'm the type of person who would like to be able to just be completely unpredictable, and I suppose I I don't make it obvious exactly what the next one is going to be but um yeah i i uh i think i get to a point where i'm like okay why am i doing so many uh some, like a, a succession of video game related cows plays and obviously there's no reason that that's not really the number one thing i think about um I mean that, that that that's not the aspect of it that I concentrate on make, making sure that I, I don't keep putting out this because it's not the same old thing. It's not like uh, I suppose at, um, at the start of the year I, I I did three in a row that were, were Disney related. I mean, you know, that was really just a coincidence. I wasn't deliberately trying to to keep a theme going, and even so, it's, it's you know. I suppose it can actually be quite nice if you sort of get into a a streak of uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm really hot, by the way. I can't, I can't really think straight. Uh, I've been for a walk, and I remember to take a bottle of water with me. I mean, I I find it annoying because the temperature seems to just go up and down and all over the place. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I, I shouldn't complain because the weather's been lovely. Uh, I, again, this is another thing that I talk about a lot. It's just, yeah, I, um, 
I don't like how I'm sweating at the moment. And five minutes later, I'm probably going to be starting to, to feel not cold. It's not, it's not going to get too cold, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, uh, it was nice and cool earlier. We, we had a, a, a kind of a window. We were able to take a break from the, all this heat. Yeah, I shouldn't complain. Um, now then, uh, is there any, anything else I need to... <laughs> I, I don't really need to, to say anything in particular. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, uh, this week off that I've taken. And if this isn't a week off from cartooning. I'm going to try and make sure I do a bit of that at my own leisure. But yeah, I, I've taken a break from my job. For the, uh, over the next week. And I'm hoping to see my family at the weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I, I, it seems it seems a bit odd because even though I'm not going to be working tomorrow, I have kind of put together a to-do list. Because the thing is, there were a number of things I thought it would be great to do now that I have a bit more time on my hands. Just... With a bit, bit more time to spare, um, I, you know, I, uh, and I, I'm also thinking because you know, I'm, I'm I'm not going to neglect other things. I'm still going to do this podcast, and I'm still going to make sure that I'm doing my chores and everything. And <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I have found in the past that if there's a change to my routine. It can be quite nice if it means uh, I don't have to worry about quite so many things if I'm having time off. But because I'm doing things differently, I tend to forget about stuff. I tend to find that I, I waste a lot of time because, you know, it, it's good to relax, but um, I, I, I can do that. I have plenty of hours in the day to relax as well as do the things that I was meaning to do. <laughs> So yeah, um, because I've I've got a bit of shopping to do. I might go to W. H. Smith and get a new calendar. I'm really trying not to make this <laughs> like just the mundane things that I'm getting on with. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> um, I uh, I've. I've I've been very productive in terms of Christmas stuff because I said before I'm I'm kind of thinking way ahead. Actually, it is only a few months away. September is kind of a good time to think about holidays. Like, um, yeah, I um, I suppose it's it's not. You know, <laughs> in the coming weeks, it's not going to to seem that strange to be making plans for Christmas because. We're pretty much half, halfway through September now, aren't we? We're going to be best friends. The time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way, as I always do. Um, so yeah, a little bit of time now to reflect, <laughs> to just give my final thoughts on what I talked about. Yeah, um, I, it, you know, it hasn't escaped me that um, the past few film... Um, segments that I've done have shown that I would much rather watch Pippi Longstocking than Garden State or uh, Autumn Sonata. 
Um, and yeah, I think as usual, it says more about me than it does about <laughs> like any of these these films. You know, and to be fair, I I haven't really seen anything terrible um, out of the Podflix segment on this uh, podcast. So yeah, I I'm definitely thankful for that. But yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the the worst ones I've seen so far have, have really just been the, the ones that I just found slightly underwhelming. Um, End of the affair was definitely one where I I I, I just found it a bit too boring personally. Um, and it's not like I haven't seen um. That's that's not really my take on love stories in general. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, I, I look forward to future Podflix. Um, soon I'll be finding out what the next batch is going to be. That's, uh, that's exciting. Now then, the comic book club, um, actually, because as I record this, um, I do know where <laughs> the current one is going to be held. I mean, because I'm going there tonight, which by the time you're listening to this would be a couple of days ago. <laughs> So yeah, um, we don't know if we're going to continue having the clubs at this particular place, so I'm not really going to talk about where it's going to be tonight. It's probably going to be a one-off. But you can find out information on the Facebook page. It's the Comic Book Club Southampton on Facebook. Uh, my website is www.belugatoons.com B-E-L-U-G-A T-O-O-N-S There's that. There's also uh, the Belugatoons Twitter at Belugatoons. The Belugatoons Redbubble store for merch and stuff. Belugatoons.redbubble.com There is also a Twitter for this podcast. That's uh, at BelugatoonsPod. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast and Deezer. And also SoundCloud. I'm still getting used to including that in the list. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I think that's pretty much all I need to say for now. So yeah, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Do take care, and bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.